Hello, I'm your host Charles and welcome to Love Drops. Our topic for today is fighting for life. Fighting for life. Every day we're faced with a fight or battle of some kind. Some battles are as small as getting out of bed, getting out of that nice, warm, cozy bed in the morning. You know how that can be, especially when it seems like you just laid down. Other daily battles can be more involved and require more thoughts for them. Battles like COVID-19, local, state, federal issues, policy changes of all kinds, work or family-related issues, the list of battles seems endless. With this forever changing battle list, sometimes we get the opportunity to choose our battles. Other times, the battle chooses us. Also, there are those borderline battles that are just not worth fighting for. Maybe it's a large battle like the current pandemic we're all going through. Bear, bear in mind, this is one of those battles that chose us. We definitely didn't choose it. We had no choice in this matter. It chose us. But nevertheless, we're in this battle just the same. For some of us, it's a battle for life. Can you think of different ways to address a battle of this magnitude? One thing we can all do for sure is to maintain a positive attitude. I know it's not easy, but to maintain a positive attitude, thinking and doing positive things while in a negative situation can definitely help the situation. What do you have to lose? Thinking about the battle we are all in now with this virus and global changes all over the world, it created a few major questions for me. Questions like, what are we learning from all of this? Where do we go from here? And how do we get there? With efforts being made worldwide to help establish new norms, one thing that is perfectly clear is this. We are all on the same earth, experiencing most of the same problems and challenges. With more cooperation among our world leaders and ourselves as a corporative world team, we can all get through this battle a lot better. We must continue to keep health and safety at an all-time high, and don't just think about it, be about it. With that said, our guest today is from Heidelberg, Germany, and he's going to share some of his thoughts and experience about this global pandemic battle. Welcome to our show, Donnie. Hello. I hope you are doing well and staying safe. My name is Donnie Mora, and I come to you today from Heidelberg, Germany. I am an American that has been living in Germany for several years. During the time that I have today, I will, uh, I guess I'll share my experience with you regarding the pandemic that is uh, challenging each and every one of us. During the past seven months, I have experienced the pandemic while living here in Germany and also while visiting the United States to see my family. 
You know, in, in my opinion, I feel that the concern among people that I spend time with, you know, it's, it's about equal, regardless of whether I am in Germany or visiting uh, with family and friends in the United States. Regarding the pandemic, I experienced things that I never thought possible. For example, you know, I visited the United States for the 4th of July holiday. You know, uh, to get to the United States from Germany, my location in Germany is a 10-hour 10 10-hour 10 flight. You know, I try to get home about every six months. And this time, because of the pandemic, uh, the, my, the time was extended to eight months, so, you know, I have a lot of excited energy. And, hey, let's get there, let's get this done, let's get this done. You know, but uh, when I got there, it was a... You know, it was such a weird feeling because as I began to, I was picked up at the airport by a family member, and then as I began to um, come together with other family members, you know, I, I noticed this, this social distances that was being applied even within my, my family. You know, I have my mom there, I have my sisters there, I have my children there, and friends, and the, those uh, big hugs and greetings that was so typical and that comes with, uh, you know, repeatedly doing uh, socializing with them, you know, it just was not there and that I fully understood. So yes, uh, social distance among my family in the United States, uh, people that I love, I do agree with them. Social distance is uh, it's very important because the uh, coronavirus, this, is, this thing is no joke. Uh, you know, while I was there, uh, we gathered as a group uh, one day for about eight hours. I think there were probably about 10 people uh, in the, 10 family members in the group. You know, but I, I came away from that thing uh, concerned because we were not masking, uh, social distancing was not practiced. We knew each other very well, but I could not get it out of my head because my 85-year-old mother was among us. Uh, did I do the correct thing? And, and, uh, or did we do the correct thing in coming together? Uh, so, you know, I had this thing in the back of my head and I was glad when the 14-day incubation period, since the last time we met as a group, uh, had come and gone, which uh, gave me a, uh, a uh, relief that no one in the group uh, had, uh, had bought the virus in, in, uh, around that day. As far as my part, before going to the United States, I took the, I took the, uh, the coronavirus exam. Uh, you know, with the delay and the way that they said that the, uh, the virus shows itself, I admit that um, by the time that I, you know, I took it two days before I got on the plane, by the time that I took the exam and got to the plane and got on the plane and finally got to my family, who knows what had happened, uh, what I may have contracted in the, in the time, in the period immediately after taking the exam and during the period that I was with my family. Uh, but, you know, uh, for me, not, just not to do anything would have been, I felt like irresponsible. Uh, so I took that exam when I, before I went to the United States and I took that exam immediately upon my return back to Germany.
As I stated a, a moment ago, you know, I, I live in Germany, and I'll, I'll mention to you uh, just a little bit of what life is like here in Germany and how German, Germany has handled that, uh, the pandemic. Uh, and specifically, I'm in Heidelberg. Uh, you know, the population of Germany is, is not nearly as big as the population in the United States. Germany as a country is only 84 million people. Uh, it's, 201,000, just over 201,000 Germans uh, have been infected with the, with the virus. Of those, 9,214, 5% died from the virus. Uh, that death rate, uh, those infected with the virus, you know, that peaked in March of, uh, of this year. But now uh, Germany has plateaued. It plateaued, I guess, probably uh, about mid-May. And uh, the way that Germany appeared to get a grip on the virus, you know, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was, they did some things that were, uh, that were not comfortable, that were not entertaining, but they did it for the, for the, the concern of the citizens. You know, except they shut, basically Germany shut down. They shut down in uh, the first week of March and that not opened up again until the first week of June. Except for essential services, German government shut down everything. Restaurants were takeout only and in many places, you know, the customers were required to order food from outside the restaurant. And that status remained in place until the first week of June. Uh, the, you know, that was a difficult thing for, for you know, for the citizens, uh, for, you know, people that live here. Uh, but, it, you know, it appeared to have worked out. Uh, you know, the, I was, uh, it's not, you know, it's not just Germany. I was just even just kind of mention Europe. Basically, all of Europe uh, shut down for that period. As for myself, I had a, uh, a trip scheduled from, for my birthday for, to go to uh, Spain. Uh, specifically uh, Palma de Mallorca, and that was, uh, that was canceled due to the pandemic. You know, the German citizens, they listen to their medical professionals very well. You know, the social distance and masks, you know, that basically became the rule of the day during the, uh, when the virus was peaking in Germany. You know, and the status now, you know, everything is open again, except for nightclubs, festivals, or other large gatherings. Uh, you know, other large gatherings, they're still not allowed. You know, they, they cancel the, uh, the festivals. You know, they, the council festival includes the Oktoberfest in Munich. And I know you've all heard of Oktoberfest in Munich. That's canceled this year. Uh, Germany is very big on the Christmas markets. They were open about 30 days, open about mid-March, and were closed. Uh, a couple of days before Christmas, which gets a lot of attention. You have your glue on, you have your bratwurst, you can do all of that stuff. And one of my favorites is going for this year is the Bockfish Fest. will come a couple of times a year. And the Bockfish Fest is one of the few times that you can purchase your deep fried fish in Germany. So uh, that one right there, I, I hate to see that one go. Uh, you know, as far as uh, life in Germany now, now that the uh, the virus has plateaued, you know, I see on the negative side, I must say that I see things maybe being too relaxed among the citizens. Most of the population, 
No, it's not wearing masks while outside. No, masks are required when inside, but they're not required outside. Uh, the small streets of Heidelberg are crowded again. It seems that no one is practicing social distancing. Uh, uh, I guess things will be okay because the government has advised that areas that experience large pikes will be shut down again. Germany has been open for nearly two months now, but there have been no additional shutdowns. You know, during my visit to the United States, I see that things were just a little bit different. Uh, as far as I mentioned, my family and friends, they are masking and practicing social distancing. But outside of that, a large portion of the community is not doing the same. You know, for example, I stopped at a uh, carry-out pizza facility while I was there. Four men were working there, and they could not have been older than 25. They were working in an exceedingly small and hot area without masking, nor enough space to practice social distancing. I did not mention my concern to them. I was quiet. Maybe it was a look on my face. But I decided to stand outside until my order was prepared. I had entered the facility with one of those N95 medical grade masks. While I was standing outside, one of the young men came outside and posted their coronavirus rules and regulations. Now I was glad he did that. I felt that maybe my action or maybe my behavior might have had a positive impact on them as far as their own health and protection regarding the virus. And, you know, in another instance, while I was at the airport in Atlanta, I approached a young sales clerk that was wearing the mask, but was wearing the mask improperly. He had mentioned, well, the mask, basically the mask was under his chin, and I encouraged him to use the mask in a proper manner. He spoke of his lack of belief of the virus and that illness is all in the head. I did not engage in deeper conversation with him, just very broad. I ended the conversation by saying, take care of yourself, young brother. I returned a few minutes later and an exceedingly small change in his demeanor had appeared. His body language was different. You know, he was kind enough to give me a discount amount on a soda. This small discount meant the world to me. It wasn't the money that was important. It was important to me because it made me feel good because I think I may have said something to him earlier to get him to consider actions for his own personal protection. You know, I am one of those that strongly believe as we get through this that uh, masks and social distancing are just a way of life that we, we should be applying and that we have to continue to uh, continue to do. You know, I've become an annoyed with people not wearing masks because, as the scientists have said, my mask is protecting them from me. But when they approach me without their mask, then they're not protecting me from them. So I am a big advocate of, uh, of masking. Uh, my final comment today, uh, you know, I hope 
that you found that you found something that I may have said in the, in the uh, past few minutes meaningful or useful to you. I do want to thank two people for giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts with you today. That's Charles and Diane Warford are the two people that are doing beautiful things with their lives. I will say to you two, keep up the good work. Much love to both of them. Finally, I will say to all of you, Auf Wiedersehen. In Germany, Auf Wiedersehen means goodbye. Thank you, Donnie, for sharing your insights and personal views with us. And thank you, our listening audience, for joining us. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and definitely share the love. This is Charles signing off. One love.